for tuning in to Ran Out of Town. Thank you very much. We got Joe Jr. as the host. I don't know who's the guest, but this is my Ran Out of Town track. So you thought you ran out of talent when you came back to the track Every time that you thought you had a chance at TQ But every time you just missed it by a little bit The point is that you took the time to come back to the track Every single time to nip at TQ Welcome to a rare morning episode of Ran Out of Talent I'm your host Joe Zer Jr. and with me is my co-host Joey Fitzsimmons. How's it going, Joey? Why, can you say why we're recording in the morning? Oh, quite unfortunate circumstance that happened uh, that nobody really expects to happen on a on a daily work basis. Yeah, my uh, my shop ended up going up in flames this morning. You didn't do it, did you? No, I wasn't even there. <laughs> I got a call at 6.15 for one of my coworkers and said, hey, I just got to the shop. Uh, I just talked to the, our, our uh, operations manager. His name is Steve. Yep. He said, I just talked to Steve. He's there, and he said not to come in today. We're, we're not working today. And I'm like, well, why? And he said, well, the shop's up in flames. So The building must be uh, repairable. The building's repairable, but everything that's in it is a lot a lot a lot of money oh yeah dude i'm sure those like a laser etch machines a shit ton of cash oh yeah it's a multi-million dollar company yeah i have a buddy that um does laser etching at a gun show and his stuff's portable and he told me what he paid for it It was like oh my god Mm Hmm. so anyway um yeah so we both went racing different places this weekend uh, yeah, for sure. Well, the deal is, I just don't go to Duluth, so it is what it is. But yep. the thing is, we were texting Thursday, and we were ready to cancel the event. We're like, well, are we going to um, make everybody travel and then have to cancel the race? Because that's how bad the weather looked. Yep. But we're like, yeah, let's wait till Friday morning. And we did. And you guys got basically a full race weekend, right? Yeah, basically. That's awesome. So tell me about it. What was the layout like? It was very unique, to say the least. It was something as tight as a 10-scale track, but flowed fast, kind of like an A-scale track. Okay, uh, hold on one second. All right, we're back. You didn't even notice that pause. I don't even know why I mentioned it. So you're saying it was the size of a 10-scale track but flowed like an A-scale track. Yeah, it was It was very unique. I didn't think it was going to be racy at all. I thought it was just going to be very 10-scale and slow yeah. going everywhere. I mean, which it was, but... Well, uh, it's fun having a tight technical track every once in a while. That's why, like, um, North Branch North Branch and Duluth are very similar. Yeah. So, um, how did it go? How did the program go? Like, uh, were you guys on the track Friday? Yeah, we were on the track. Um, I didn't get there until about 7.30-ish. Yeah, no, around seven, something like that, because we stopped and had Hardee's and oh yeah, um, but they started practicing. I want to say around like five. Okay, that's not so, bad. No, not at all. And then Saturday it was very, uh, very gloomy. Yep, it would sprinkle, literally sprinkle here and there. Yeah, and that was it. The sun peeped up, peaked out for like I think a total of two hours. Did that help the track at all or just make it slimy or keep the dust down? What it like, cause sometimes sprinkling can either be awesome or it could just kill a racing experience. Right. No, no, the sprinkling actually, I think helped because it made the track have more traction. Okay. It was, uh, it did get greasy when the sprinkle did come. Yep. But as soon as the sprinkle went away, it was, you know, maybe a minute and the track was back to having grip. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. 
So we were on. I mean, I'm never on greens and uh, at Duluth. Yeah. But we were on greens at Duluth. Damn. So it's kind of like so. What they do for well, what they used to do at least for club races was, you'd practice on a dry, loamy track, and right before they'd start racing, they'd water the hell out of it, and, and then you'd be under the lights. It would stay wet for the rest of the night. So, and they run like greens, stuff like that on when they do that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, let's go through, um results here so e-buggy cal holmberg won that drew docking coming up with a second that's awesome alan smith third a big shout out quick mention to brody iggy i call him iggy i can't pronounce her last name man iganowski i thought it's iganowski iganowski yes iganowski i just call him little iggy Mm -hmm. you know what on his nitro car next round, I'm going to have to let him use a David Ronald folk body. That'd be baller. I, I mean, I told him, I'm like, dude, if you're up into A's, I'll let you use it. Honestly, I, I, cause you know, at the beginning of the season, he was around my skill level. I'm like, yeah, he might peek his way into an A main here or there, but he's actually competing in these A mains now, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what happened to you? You, you ended up around 11th. Because <laughs> I saw you qualified oh. pretty well, didn't you? Yeah, I qualified fifth, I believe. Yeah, that wasn't uh, main day for me. wasn't very, very good at all. Yeah. yeah. My, uh, I have a new battery set up in my e buggy right now. Okay. I'm running the shorty pack. Yep. With the battery all the way forward. Yes. So my, um, I should have thought of this when I was soldering this up, but my uh, positive battery cable comes straight out from the ESC and then curves over. Yep. What I should have done was moved the wire so it's facing towards the battery. Right. And then I could feed the wire straight down and then plug it in so it's all the way in. Yep. Well, my happy ass thought it'd be a good idea to do it the other way and my positive battery cable came out damn so i put, so I, I put my battery on its side in that car that's the way i have it set up okay so the the terminals are facing the body right instead of facing up yeah so also what i i've been doing often is because no matter what brand of bullet you get they get a little loose, not just loose, but it's like, yeah, I take um, the dull edge of the exacto blade and just splay the bullets out just a little bit so that's super tight going in. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do it literally like once a month is how often I do it. Really? Yeah, just because I want, I don't, I mean, if I do it less often, Chances are that bullet's not going to come out, but I want it to be the same amount of grip every time it goes in. I want to have to push the son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, yeah. Um, let's see here. Nitro buggy. Josh Ford. Josh Ford got a damn double win this weekend. Oh, my God, dude. That was such a good race to watch. That's so awesome. Josh Ford wins it. Kyle Holmberg second. Alan Smith third. And, again, Brody coming in fourth, man. Beating out Alec and James Dolan. Alec Hins and James Dolan. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm going to have to let him, if he wants to, I'm going to have to let him use that damn Ronald Falk body. I mean, why not? Yeah, he just can't wash it. He can't wash the signature off. <laughs> That's a rule. Mm-hmm. Fucking Josh, man. What's funny is all he races is the MNRC and some of the FTR races. Mm-hmm. And we're racing all year long, working our asses off. Here comes Josh. Eh, I'm going to race this. How I do is how I do. And, <laughs> dude, this year, I don't know what he found, but he's been kicking ass, especially in Truggy. But now it looks like he's got that buggy figured out, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so was it just nose to tail the whole race between Josh and Kyle? Oh, absolutely. Kyle, well, I should say Kyle got out to a pretty good lead. Yep. 
but then as far as I know, Clay, uh, I almost said Clayton, Kyle um, made a few mistakes here and there. Yep. And by the first pit stop, Ford was within striking distance. Yeah. And then a, a couple, a pit stop and a couple mistakes later, Ford would end up taking over the lead. Okay. That's... And then it was just nose to tail for probably the last half of the race. That's the one thing. You can battle with Josh, but you can't rattle the guy. I mean, he could make a mistake here or there, but it's not from getting rattled. It's just a general mistake. You can't yeah. rattle Josh. You can't. I mean, I, I can't rattle I was Kyle. Slow. You can't rattle was, Kyle either. Mm-mm. It's weird, but I was trying to race Ford to make him make a mistake in the Truggy race. Oh, yeah, it's not going to happen. I mean, he made one, and I capped on it, but yeah, it was hard for him to make it. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's go to Nitro Truggy. Again, Josh Ford wins. Greg Bommel second. Brody Iggy's third. Jeez, man. Iggy just had a great weekend. And you, what did you break? <laughs> Diff case? No, another rod end. What the fuck are you doing? I, I don't... I don't know. I, I asked Clayton the same thing, and he said maybe the pitch of the threads is off. Maybe it's just bad tie rods. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I'm going to talk to Fords and see if I can get some uh, Mugen parts from them. So with the associated rod ends, are you getting the blackish gray rod ends or the really gray ones? The black gray, the black ones. You want the really gray ones. The gray ones are made out of, um, you'll see it in like the box of a B6.3 and all that. They have a new plastic mm -hmm. that it, it's awesome. Uh, yeah, we'll talk after the show. Uh, let's do one more. Let's do mini Truggy. It was quite unfortunate. Sorry to interrupt. No, you. you're fine. It was quite unfortunate because I was leading the race when that happened. Uh, of course you were. Of course you were. You, you have no luck. I don't. Jeez, man. Um, mini Truggy, Chad Johnson wins it. Awesome win for Chad, for sure. Jared Peters, second, and Tyler Aubert, third. I'm guessing Aubert had his wheeler. Yeah, he did. Uh, dude, Tyler, he's going to be that local kid to watch. He's more farther in Wisconsin, so he really doesn't come to many of these races because it's such a drive for him. Mm-hmm. But he's going to be a guy to watch. He's starting to get it, man. He really is. Um, You know what? Let's go to the full throttle club race. Do you want to? Sure, why not? Because we have results for other things. Oh, that was driver search. Dang it. Um, hold on. I'm, I should be better at this. Uh, switch tracks. There we go. Um, Live RC gives us a sweet interface, and I still screw it up. <laughs> there are so many full throttles out there. We're going to be talking about um, intellectual theft on this episode, too, by the way. Because it's like you see full throttle. Well, you know, Sean was the first one. Um, let's go to full throttle. So... Joe three and I went to this club race and it was just a gloomy day, but we had a good time running on the track. Um, you know, same layout as the MNRC. Um, the track held good moisture cause it, <laughs> it got rained on hard Friday. It did. Uh, the track was, there were a couple soft spots Saturday morning. Um, I only brought my fist scale with me because I was told, hey, we're going to have a group of them. Without a text or a phone call or a PM on Facebook, nobody showed up except for Sarah with the fist scales. Button. Dude, I'm going to have sound effects. Um uh, real quick, shout out to Gaudi, Ga, uh, Gaudi Jr. from the Radio Impound Podcast. 
He sold me his old board. Dude, this Roadcaster Pro is so much better than what I was working with. But I do have drop buttons. I have his um, old drops. Tell me if you can hear this one. We're talking about practice. Did you hear that? I did. Yeah. So we're going to be, I probably blew the listener's ears out because I have everything. So all my levels are set super low. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, uh, I got to delete his drops and add drops of my own. <laughs> um, yeah, but we need that button button. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, Sean, let me practice in between rounds with my fist scale, dude, next year. Um, I really want to get a fist scale group going there. Those things look like a blast. It's the slowest vehicle I have, but it's the most fun vehicle I have. I let Clayton drive it. He had a smile ear to ear on his face. <laughs> well, because, you know, Sean's like, this is the first time I've seen a fist scale look halfway decent on his track. Because usually when a guy goes out to Sean's with a fist scale, they're new or they're a basher and they're not trying to make clean laps. They're just trying to hit shit hard. Mm-hmm. And I, with a little bit of tuning on that motor, I was able to hit both triples by the end of the day. Oh man, dude, that middle triple! I do gotta, I gotta go wide to hit both triples. But that middle triple, I, it, it's not, but it almost feels like it's eye level with me from the driver's stand. Mm -hmm. It's so cool. It's so damn cool. But, yeah, I was bummed out in those guys. And I text them at 9.30 Saturday morning. Oh, well, well, we decided not to come. Well, you could have texted me a day earlier, and I could have gotten my nitro buggy going. I did figure out what was wrong with it. Enlighten me. I had a bent CVA that I it was just bent, en uh, the bone, it was just bent enough. To where on a hard like landing, it was popping the CVA out. So I didn't have the proper one because it happened again at Slideways a couple days ago. I didn't have a proper one, so I took a one from a point two. It's a millimeter longer, but no big deal, and put it in, and it worked just fine. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be ordering the proper ones, obviously, today. But, you know, it's it worked. Um, we'll talk about, we'll talk about that race next, but, um, we'll go with for FTR club race. We'll go with nitro buggy. Clayton Cartluca won that one. Alan Smith second, Frank Miller third. Awesome job from those guys. Whoop, whoop, scoopity doop, doop. Yeah. Truggy. Was that another rod end for you, Joey? Mm, no, that one was a motor. Okay, KP won that one. Awesome job from KP. Kyle Quas second. Bruce St. Ives third. Um, let's go. Actually, no, no, sorry. No, that was not a motor. That was a ring and pinion. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Well, that's happening so much with that. I'm, I'm getting a truggy next year. I, w I was thinking about... All right, time to be open here. I was thinking about just dropping the Nitro Series and racing fist scale only next summer. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the better idea is for me to go just Truggy only. But I will not, because of the ring and pinion situation, I won't get a point two. There's no way I can do that. Okay, so the thing with the point two is, as long as you have the HD gearbox and you have your ring and pinions meshed right, you will not ever have an issue with them. Because this weekend, I put all new rings and pinions in the in the front because that's yeah. the one that went out. Yeah. I put a new gearbox in it. I did not do the Sean mod, but okay. I shimmed it tight and I turned my brakes down, and that seemed to have helped. Well, that's the thing. You shouldn't you shouldn't have to do anything. I mean, of course you need to mesh it properly. Of course. You need to mesh it like a, I like I mesh my ring and pinions like I do a forty-eight pitch spur and pinion on a ten scale. 
I, just, I shim them tighter than that. I have a slight rock. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what I do is on, on everything, there's always a tight spot. And I find the tightest spot and I mark it. I've been doing, Senior showed me that, Senior and I figured out this trick back in the 80s. Because spur gears back in the 80s were terrible. And there was a tight spot, and it you had to get the pinion tight on the tight spot because on the loosest spot, if you didn't, you'd strip it. So I've been doing it this way for years. But I mark it, and I get it as tight as possible on that spot. Mm-hmm. But the deal is, you shouldn't have to do a Sean mod. You shouldn't have to turn your... You should, you should be able to be able to lock your brakes up and be fine. You should be able to. And I know they're working on it and I'm waiting for it. Cuz I guarantee that's the number one thing they're working on right now. I sure hope so cuz I'm sick and tired of not finishing races. I know. Um so e-buggy I lost out on a bet this weekend too. Hold on one sec. E-Buggy's Clayton Cartluca one, Kyle Quas second, Ben Savicole third. What happened to you in E-Buggy, dude? Jesus. Rookie mistake. Okay. I uh after the last round of qualifying, I went back to the pit and put my battery on the charger. Yep. You didn't hit start, did you? I didn't hit start. <laughs> ah, damn it. <laughs> Yeah, that one's all you then. <laughs> so uh, what bet did you lose this weekend? So earlier this week, last week on Discord, Alan told me, he said, if you finish all your races, I will give you a whole whopping $3. And I'm like, all right, I'll take that bet. And what do I do my first race? Yeah. Breakout. Oh, man. The thing is, you're finding the speed. You're just now having mechanical... That's the thing. It's like years of, well, I can't even say for me because I've been having bad luck with my A-scale buggy. Um, And we'll talk about that here because we'll talk about the Dakota Slideways race. Mm -hmm. So Saturday, well, we went Friday night, but Joe 3 and I are like, hey, let's go uh, try this Dakota Slideways track. It's a good reason to go. They It was during their county fair. I'll talk about the county fair after the race. Holy shit. I've never seen a county fair like that in my life. It was so cool. Really? Oh, dude. Dude. Um, we'll talk about it in a second. Um, so first we'll start out with Novice. Um, Gunnar Hogarth won that one. Joe 3 took second. And Roger Sh- Shanaman... I, I hope that's correct, took third. Um, this was a cash raise, so they took a chunk of the entry for that class and handed it to, I think they handed, handed cash to the top four of Novice. Joey won 36 bucks. Wow. It's like, you little bastard, give me gas money. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I felt, so Joey was Joe three was figuring things out um, to the point to where he like, there was a couple of off camera corners to where he wasn't just getting around the track efficiently. Like he has been, he was finding legitimate speed in just a couple little spots, but I'm like, Oh, that looks good. That looks, it's like through that. Cause he's, he's a sportsman driver on the dirt, so it's really easy for him to hit something and him find like a half a second. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, though, his front bearing was taking a shit on him and the car was leaning out on him. He was handling it well, but it was tough for him to drive. It's tough for anybody to drive a car that's leaning out on him. Mm-hmm. And that motor, I, I hope it's... a. I hope it's a front bearing, but that motor might be toast. You know, I bought that motor. That motor's got probably 21 gallons through it now. And that's the original piston sleeve and rod. Holy shit. Yeah, they don't make motors like that anymore. 
Mm-mm. If you can find a brand new in box Ninja BO3, not a four or a five, but a BO3, you can run that thing for years. You know, mm-hmm. it's been pinched about three, four times. And Tim's Tim Slanton did one pinch. And then Sean's done the other ones, and they just put a light, light pinch on it, just a little bit. They don't go nuts with it. And that motor, it's been working for years. It's been in countless cars. Um, let's see, Nitro Buggy. <laughs> so, Eric ha- Hograth one. Hogarth, God, Hogarth, Hogarth, Eric Hogarth won that one. I took a survival second, and Jesse Wyman took third. So on the outside sweeper, I hit a bump, and then they have that, uh, it's a pipe there. Mm -hmm. I hit the pipe head on. Oh. Yeah, actually corner. So it's like... I knew it wasn't just a broken A-arm. The reason I knew it wasn't just a broken A-arm was because the pill popped out of the shock tower, too. Uh-huh. So it's like, yeah, there's some, there's a lot of things going on, but it's like, screw it. I'm going to put an A-arm on, and I, I'm i like, dude, can I'm like, you don't have to do anything special, but you can run the race without me. It's fine, but I asked him, could you put the race at the end of the program so i can fix my car they're like well we'll just wait for you so they were kind enough to wait for me to put an a-arm on my car really i go out for warm-up laps my front suspension is compressed all the way it won't come back up and everybody's like oh i'm like fuck it i'm gonna run it i am gonna run it because they waited for me i'm gonna drag my chassis the whole damn race and i did um Uh, Ro- I had a guy there named Ra- Ross Effling is my pit guy. It's like every time I came through the pits, he just unsprung my front. But uh, yeah, man, I was bummed out because I figured out a couple of setup things and I got the car feeling really good in that warm up, and I just hit that sweeper too hot and boom into that pole and it's like, damn it. But yeah, I ended up second somehow. I ground the shit out of the front of my chassis. Mm-hmm. But I I really like that layout a lot. I like that track a lot, and I'm kicking myself in the ass for not going there sooner. Uh, let's go to E-Buggy. John Shore won that. Kevin Shore took second, brothers. Eric Hograth took third hogarth why am i saying hogarth hogarth <laughs> god damn it <laughs> so yeah it was a blast um definitely i'm gonna put the july race and the fair race on my calendar for next year um you've been They're fun there. races yeah dude i mean mid 20 second laps you know 27 28 second laps um Fun jumps, but they all worked. There was nothing stupid. There's quite a few off. There was like two off-camber sections and um, a little bit of elevation gain. It was fun. Um, Yeah, man. I'm definitely going to go back. It's a great facility. It is. Um, Four and a half hours. It's weird. So from Elk River... It, it's almost all single lane because you go down 94 until you hit Sox Center, and then it's like single lane until you're well into South Dakota. Mm-hmm. That's a little frustrating that there's no, because, you know, you get stuck behind slow asses and all that. Right. So afterwards, Joey and I went to the county fair to check out rides because, you know, you got to do that. First off, we had these cheese curds that were just ridiculous they were they were almost not not they were half the diameter of a baseball oh lord they were huge 
and I got a bucket because it is 14 bucks for a bucket. I'm thinking I'm just going to get your regular small chunks of cheese curds. No, this looked like, um, you know, when people are holding hail on the news, Yep, it looked like that after a hailstorm, they look like giant hail balls. So we had some of that. And I'm like, God, that was a goddamn mistake. <laughs> Cause we went on the tilt a whirl. I'm like, okay, I'm still good. I'm still good. I'm still here. And then we went on the zero gravity. And I, I almost vomited. Joey's like, yeah, let's not go on the spinny rides for a little bit. Cause we got an unlimited ride wristband. Mm-hmm. And then Joey went on the bumper cars a couple of times and all that. And then all of a sudden he's like, I want some ice cream. It's like, okay, we're standing in line for, um, rolled ice cream. All of a sudden he turns green and then he's bent over holding his knees. Like, Oh my God. Like trying to hold it in. I'm like, buddy. You okay. He's like, my stomach hurts. I'm like, All right, you know what? We'll, we'll get ice cream another time. And he's like, okay. And then we start walking back to the truck. We stayed parked at the track. So it was like a five-minute walk. Yep. And then all of a sudden, he just let loose in front of a giant group of people. I felt so bad for the... He puked all over. I'm like, oh, man. And once we got going, like driving home, it took him like 10 minutes for him to be okay. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, we shouldn't have done those cheese curds, man. Because <laughs> I was I was feeling a little queasy after that uh, zero gravity ride. And I'm like, and also going on the carnival rides, that is a danger in itself. You don't oh, yeah. know. I mean, they could have put it together with rubber bands and Elmer's glue. <laughs> <laughs> but that fair, holy crap. Um, their food section alone was the entire size of the Sherburne County Fair. Wow. Yeah. They had a huge midway with all the fun carnival rides. It was massive. I mean, I'd almost go back just for the fair. Mm-hmm. You know. Was there uh did you guys get a spectators over it from from coming from the fair to come watch <laughs> hold on one second um no um we had a lot of police officers and firemen that were working the fair come over and watch oh, that's pretty cool yeah um so it was pretty far because i mean you've been there before so you have the big racetrack that was kind of close to the fairgrounds. And then you have the go-kart track, which is a little further. And then you had the RC track. So we were kind of far away. Um, there were a lot of people with campers coming over to watch. Um, but yeah, man, it was definitely a good time. It really was. It was worth the drive. I was I was worried it wasn't going to be, and I'm happy that that it was. So, yeah. So, did you watch any of the Roar Nationals? No, not I, even remotely. <laughs> I watched some of the clips. Um, one thing I have to say is SDRC did a great job of building a track that separated the mod drivers from the stock drivers. Like, I looked at the final mains for stock buggy and mod buggy i think um i'm on results right now so i can go up but it's like um sorry i'm this is not working great um so two-wheel drive modified buggy the last main um dakota fen finish with a 17504 and then the stock buggy main, I'm almost there, I think. There we go. 17 stock, bu- 17.5 stock buggy main. Uh, Mason Templeman got a 16.510. 
So they did a really good job separating mod and stock. You know what I mean? Yep. Because those stock guys, the top stock guys, they run an awesome line that would be great for... that. That's why stock and mod, it's so hard to separate them. But SDRC did a great job uh, making a track that separates mod and stock. It, may, it makes mod worthwhile. And that's all I've ever asked on this podcast. Please make mod worthwhile. Because hard for the sake of hard is just fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, let's look at modified two-wheel drive buggy. Uh, national champion for your second year in a row is Dakota Fend. Ryan Cavalieri took second. Mayfield took third. Um, yeah, man, it's no associated in the top three. Rivkin was fourth, but I mean, Rivkin was there. He really, it looks like he had a really bad A1. Rivkin finished eighth in A1, but then second in A2 and fourth in A3. So, I mean, he's right there. Um, Dakota got a first, a third, and a first. Uh, Cav got a fourth, a first, and a second. Do you think Cav should kind of quit A scale and focus more on the 10th? Yeah, he seems to do better with 10 scale. Well, he's, I mean, that's how he was brought, you know, he was a 10 scale guy. Then mm -hmm. picked up A scale later. Well, not later on in his career, but he's still a young guy, but he's hasn't been an A scale driver for nearly as long. But he does significantly better with the 10 scale. Right. Um, modified four wheel buggy. Spencer Rivkin wins it. He got two firsts. That's awesome. I, I thought Brock was going to take that one away. Uh, Brock ended up fifth overall. Mayfield took second. And then Aiden Horn comes in in the number three spot. Awesome job from those guys. Mason, shout out to him. Mason, Go check. Yeah, Mason Fuller hasn't ran 10 scale in forever. Comes in in the number seven spot. Big shout-out to him because it's hard to come back. I mean, he hasn't done it in forever. I want to see, did he make... Mason Fuller made the mod buggy a main, too. He ended up ninth, but he made it. So, Good for him. Yeah. Yeah, those guys are getting... I mean, it's so cool to be versatile in two different, way different disciplines. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, driving's driving, but uh, let's see here. Modified stadium truck. Dakota Fend wins that one. So he's got two national championships this this year. Uh, Dustin Evans second, Spencer Rivkin third. So that's pretty, oh, big shout out to Chase Lemieux coming in that number five spot. Another young gun gun coming up. So, yeah, man. Just awesome. It's been an awesome few weeks of racing. It has. Um, I can't wait for... Well, I, I'm not even going to say, say impending weather, but I, I'm really hoping that we can get out to um, Thunder on the 27th and race on the outdoor Astro. He's having a big one-day trophy race next week. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm really hoping to make it out there. Oh, I am going to make it out there. But if it rains and they do it indoor, I'm just not going to do it. It's just I'm not ready to go indoors yet. It's too nice out. It is. It was gorgeous this weekend. Yeah, but it's way too early to say, you know, it's only Monday. You cannot look. I mean, look at Duluth. Wednesday, it looked like the entire weekend was going to be a total wash, and you guys got a full weekend of racing in. Mm -hmm. You got to wait till at least Wednesday or Thursday before you look at your weather apps. Um, I got a couple notes, a couple fun ones, a couple... 
Uh, I'm going to save the rant for the end. Do you have any notes this week? No, not off the top of my head. All right. Before we get into notes, um, get your ran out of talent t-shirts. You know what t-shirt I forgot we have that I still need to buy? If you ain't got balls, you ain't going fast. Right. What, what, what was it again? Yep, that's it. If you ain't got, got balls, you ain't going fast. And Corey designed a ring of diff balls around the whole thing. <laughs> awesome. It is awesome. I can't believe I still thought of that right on the spot. I thought that was KP. No, that was me. It was? Okay. Yeah, we were doing a podcast. Yeah, I remember you were on it, and we were talking about going fast on clay, and one of you said it wasn't me. I'm not that creative. You so, ain't got balls, you ain't going fast. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so if you want one of those shirts, go to P wrmerch.com and in the search tab type in ran out of talent and after you buy your ran out of talent t-shirt look at pwrmerch.com for all the other fine merchandise they got there i think they got i think corey has got tumblers going um you can get your 510 t-shirt you can get your mmr t-shirt you know what i mean mm-hmm so, yeah, the T-shirts are quality. The hoodies were garbage. We had to get rid of them. The print just didn't work on them. So the hoodies didn't work, but the T-shirts are awesome. I've washed my Ran Out of Talent T-shirt 20 times, and it still hasn't faded. So, yeah. Anyway, so for notes, here's the deal. Ah, I hit the adjuster on. I got to lock my desk because I keep hitting the height adjuster. <laughs> um, so recently, slicks have become a thing at um, the Hobbyplex. And there are a couple big things that happened that made that happen. The first thing is they had that big J-Con race, so they got a really good rubber base built down. Mm-hmm. Another thing that happened were, was a lot of the guys switched to TDK sauce. And we've talked about TDK sauce here before. Um, TDK sauce is actually proven in a laboratory not to be, not, it's not non-toxic, but it's not harmful for you breathing the fumes in. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yep. So a lot of guys are running that TDK sauce. And the deal with that is, I mean, it just, it really, if everybody ran TDK sauce, I would be on clay again in a heartbeat because A, the environment would be a lot safer because, dude, when you're burning liquid wrench on a towel, that's not good for anybody. And then B, I think TDK, if everybody ran TDK, that is the key for everybody being consistent on slicks. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If we got, if everybody was running smoothie twos, it would be so much easier. Life would oh, be. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there are your pro line guys. I don't know what they have at pro line. Uh, I'm sure they have a good slick. I'm sure they do. Um, but yeah, it's food for thought because on carpet, we're all running the same sauce. Why in the hell should it be, be different for clay? Any carpet track in this state for off-road or on-road, if you're not on SXT 3.0, you will get your ass chewed. <laughs> you will because it's, well, if you get busted, I should say. Because it's, I mean, you, you're screwing up the groove if you're on anything else. Like, back in the day, when we were switching over from Paragon to, there was something between Paragon and SXT. I forget what it was. Paragon was a really, really pungent wintergreen compound. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, Senior and I raced it at this 
dying mall in Invergrove Heights at a track called Dewey's Hobbies and Raceway. And we walked in. The, this was a mall. Maybe it was a little smaller than Northtown, but it was a mall. We walked into the wrong end of the mall and said the first time, and we said we're in the right place because we could smell the wintergreen. <laughs> but, I mean, in between there, there were a lot of people trying a lot of different sauces, and it made the track and the groove terrible. It really did. So that's something that I think all tracks should look at is you have the one sauce and that's it. Cause I know like I know like dollar is that SXT 3.0 only. I believe Thunder it's if they're not if it's not limited to that, it's very strongly suggested. Same with Duluth. Right. Uh, same with MMR. And same with Genesis. Every carpet track is the same. Why can't they do that with clay tracks? I mean, you got one guy over here with PB Blaster, another guy over here with Liquid Wrench, and six different sticky kicks. And you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Everybody's on something different. Well, of course the track's not going to be great because we're not building a real groove. So, yeah. And again, food for thought. Um, Heydays. And again, it sucks because it's on the same weekend as a FTR finale. I really wanted to... I wanted to get a group of guys together for the FTR finale to run Fiscale, but I really can't... I can't trust those... I can't plan anything with those guys. I really can't. Because the guys who said they're going to be there bailed without without a whisper but i wanted to do that but um i'm announcing at heydays again so heydays is the weekend of september 10th um get a hold of tony sletton if you want to race there um we run nitro classes only one a scale nitro buggy and one a scale truggy it's nitro only Okay, guys, because they put on the best show. Um, you get into Heydays for free, which is 50 bucks th- within itself. And you might get paid a couple of dollars, too, for racing. So, yeah, get a hold of Tony. I believe he's got 25 passes per day. So um, I'm going to talk to him more about that stuff. Um, oh, so there's, there's a podcast. I used to like it before, um, the political climate got rocky because it's an NPR podcast and they turn into a bunch of, uh, little girls. Mm-hmm. It's called, um, radio lab because it's usually a lot of cool science stuff. Now, They've been doing a lot of replays ever since. Um, yeah, I, I kind of figured it out. He was the brains behind the operation, a, a guy named Robert Krolwich. Ever since he retired, they just, every week they put on a replay and they rarely come out with new podcasts because it's hard to because um, it's a science-based podcast. And when when it is about science, they take forever to produce because they have to go through everything. They have to fact, you know, one a our podcast could take them a full year to produce. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a lot of cool stuff. Well, last Friday they replayed a episode called Nine Volt Nirvana, and I know I've talked about it on here before, but I think that could be a future product for RC car racing. So it starts out like this. This lady goes into this military simulator thing. You know, they give her a gun that shoots blanks, but it has a real kick. It has everything. It feels like a real gun. And then it's like a military operation. All of a sudden, a bomb explodes. 
and then it's up to you to survive and kill the enemy and all that. It, it's a super real st- simulation, okay? Mm-hmm. She did it the first time. She got three kills and died within a minute. You got to get 20 kills to finish this and last for 20 minutes to finish the simulation, okay? Mm-hmm. So they hook up these electrodes to her temple that basically, and they do this on, they figured this out on YouTube. You could actually build one of these for around, well, 30 bucks. But they put a small, a small, like, amount of electricity through her brain. Like, she's like, it was roughly right behind my temple, this this electrode. And then all of a sudden, she got 20 out of 20 kills, and they ended the simulation. And she goes, I thought they put it on easy mode. It felt like five minutes instead of 20 minutes. I'm like, that sounds like something I want to do for racing. Because <laughs> all of a sudden, you know, she's she's an NPR reporter. She can't shoot guns. But all of a sudden, she's a fucking killer. It's You know, it's a lot of the same motor skill to shoot a gun as it is to drive an RC car. Right. And she's like, yeah, man, I, fuck. I, it just gets me thinking about things like that. You know what? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I've realized that the biggest weakness in my RC game is one A scale buggy. I suck at it. But if I could be, I'm not super fast with the other classes. But you know, I'm efficient. I'm slightly better than average with the other classes. If I could get my nitro buggy game up to that point, I'd be a happy guy. But it'd be weird to go up on the driver's stand with an electrode hooked up to the side of my head. That would be kind of weird. It would be weird, but you know what? If it worked, every damn racer on that driver's stand, the next race, would have a damn electrode stuck to their head with a belt of 9-volt batteries. I guarantee it. It's one of those things. Check out 9-volt Nirvana on Radiolab. Uh, It was the latest episode. Because it's, and again, it was a replay. It's frustrating. Um, all I got left is a little bit of a rant, and I got like one or two questions because, again, we're recording this on a Monday morning. I took today off just because. So for me to get Saturdays off, when we're this busy, I got to take a vacation day here or there and be like, sorry, because in Minnesota, if you take a vacation day and then work the next Saturday legally, they can pay you only straight pay and not time and a half, so they don't expect you to work Saturdays after that. So I took today off, so I get next Saturday off. You know what I mean? Yep. So that's why we're we're also able to record in the morning um so there is so much my rant is about intellectual theft here joe three up there running (laughs) (laughs) um so i started seeing like intellectual theft happen with overseas tire companies. You know, that's been happening since whatever. Like VP Pro is a great example of a company that does intellectual theft. They And it's hard to do intellectual theft with tires because if you don't have the compound, you don't have the tire. You could steal the design all you want. But if your compound is a tick off from, let's say, the triple D that you stole, your tire is going to be complete trash and whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I've seen it happen with some of the smaller companies. I'm not going to name the companies themselves. Well, let's go back. I've seen it happen with tracks too. 
So there is one track that steals almost verbatim everything that the Hobbyplex does. I'm not going to name the track, but they know who they are. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They steal almost verbatim. And they're not too far apart. I think they're like two hours apart, maybe an hour apart, something like that. I should have mapped it out before. But it's like, dude, how how do you think this is good for you? Because we all see it. We're not stupid. And guess what? You're you're gonna lose customers over it. Um, it's just a bad look when they do stuff like that. Um, you know, they steal the swap meet idea almost verbatim. They steal a race idea almost verbatim. They steal very unique classes almost verbatim. It's like, who in the hell do you think you guys are? Now, second, I've been noticing a lot of American companies stealing from American companies. Um, one or two companies recently stole the, you know, the lead cover uh, for the bullet, the big plus and minus lead cover that one up made. Yep. Two companies have taken that idea. And, and, and again, it's almost an exact copy. It's like, you know, you, you should almost be like, sorry, guys, you didn't come up with it. The thing about RC2 is things move pretty fast, so it's not worth getting a pat patent on a lot of this stuff. Right. So they don't. They just release it in hopes that no one will steal it. But guess what? They will. One Up got that stuff stolen from them. Um, 454. Um, Clint Treadway's company got a very specific um, one-piece wing button stolen from him for the H as a HB one-piece wing button. Okay, wing buttons are, you know, whatever, but they stole it down to the exact shape the one company did. And I'm not naming the companies that stole because they don't deserve my time and then the most recent i've noticed and it really bothered me because it's a sponsor of mine and a friend of mine zach donathan's company of donathan rc got straight up jacked you know there are many ways to do leads there are, and there's a lot of competition. There are a lot of good leads out there. But the way Donathan does his leads are very unique. I mean extremely unique. And this, all of a sudden I see this asshole pop up. I, I, I Well, first I see this lead on my Facebook page. I'm like, oh, Donathan lead. I'm like, wait, what's that company's name? And it's like, oh my God, he straight up stole everything every so the the leads you see on donathan's page now those have gone through at least at least four different cycles of evolution it took them that much to figure it out like i could show you I have one of his original leads and i have one of his newest leads and i could show you the difference there's a big difference on how far the leads have come mm -hmm. and this company just takes it and steals it it's straight up stolen there is no difference and i sent donathan uh because he had no idea either and what was gross was some of his at least one of his drivers was wearing this other company's t-shirt I'm like, God, I hope he's not a driver anymore. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Right. So anyways, yeah, that's just this intellectual theft thing over the past month, month and a half has just been bugging the shit out of me, and I had to get it out. Dude, it's, it's come up with your own shit. 
if you can't come up with your own shit, you don't deserve to be an owner of any kind of business in the RC world. If you're, if you can't come up with unique products, we don't need you. Sorry. I mean, fuck that last on it. That one made me mad because there are days where Zach, he, what's cool with Zach is I guarantee he does this with quite a few members he'll go he'll talk to me for an hour about my input from a product and what I would like to see out of it and then he gathers all this stuff and then you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like he has sensor wires and I knew about his sensor wires six months before they came out because he went through a batch that were complete garbage. Same Ooh. with he's got a bu- bunch of s- screws on his web page. It took him forever to find something that worked properly. All that. Cause you know, something says it has a two millimeter head, but it's super sloppy. It's not a real two millimeter head. It's got poor quality. Mm-hmm. Zach has worked his ass off to build the company that he has now and shit got stolen from him and it just bothers me um let's see if we got any more questions in nope the only because we recorded early the only questions we got are from Eric Hogarth, and he goes, do you think Techno will produce some stronger parts for the team-associated buggies like A-arms? <laughs> no, you know, that hit would have busted a Techno, what I did. That's what he's referring to. Yeah, yeah. That hit I did, that would have busted a Techno. It was a hard hit. I knew the second it hit, it didn't make a snap. It made a low thud, but the way the car reacted to hitting that pipe, it's or whatever it was sticking out of the ground, it's like, oh my God. Because I should also clarify, this pipe I hit was on the outside of the track. I shouldn't have been there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Um, he also goes... We have a club member with, sorry, I got to correct him here. He thinks it's a typhoon. It's a typhon. Because I saw it's an Arma typhon. Does anyone make tougher parts for this car? I was told RPM doesn't do anything for Arma. He's 15, so jumping into a $1,200 car is a stretch. I actually have an answer for this. Um, TLR has started making parts for that Arma Typhon. They actually have a TLR slash Arma Typhon, like it's like a race kit. So you could get parts from the TLR signature Arma Typhon and put, because his was a stock Arma Typhon. So you could get, because that's what the TLR version did was they strengthened it and they made it more racy. You know, you're still not going to win a race with the Arma Typhon, even though the TLR signature, you know, but it will be a lot better. Right. So tell them to check out the parts for the TLR Arma Typhon. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's about it. Do you have uh, anything else? No, not really. Other than the fact I suck, my maintenance program sucks. It's not your ma- well. Some of it's your maintenance pro- program. Some of it's bad luck. <laughs> I think it's. We'll just go with bad luck. Yeah, oh, hit hit. Not hitting start on your charger is uh, not bad luck. That's not. Oh no, that's 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 <laughs> self inflicted. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um. Yeah, we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Hopefully, I have video. And again, big shout out to uh, Gotti Jr. for hooking me up with this board. Um, but that put me back a little bit to where I don't have video this week. 
So hopefully by the next episode and another paycheck, we'll uh, have some video. So um, I don't know about me. <laughs> I'm probably out of work for a little while. Yeah. Well, you know, I might have I might have something figured up out, and I might send you uh, something for you know to do it. So anyway, uh, I'm Joe Zare Jr. and with me was Joey Fitzsimmons, and we've ran out of talent. Bye, guys. See you guys.